Welcome to We Don't Cook on Fridays. We're not cooking today and neither should you. Lore, we made it to episode two. Can you believe it? I cannot believe it. Actually, I can. I'm, I'm feeling good about this. Yeah, we need to exude confidence here. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. How's, uh, how's your week going? I'm having a good week. Yeah. yeah. How's your week going? It's good. My vibe check of the week is overall really great. I had such a good launch day with you. We celebrated over brunch, um, which was really great. I'm a big uh, Eggs Benny fan. Both passionate about Eggs Benny. That's for sure. Like could bathe in hollandaise sauce. 100%. I know. Just like with my mouth wide open. Yeah. <laughs> so to be honest with you, I think we're kind of building this uh, plane while we're flying it, Laura. Uh, especially now that we've made it to episode two, not even knowing that really we were going to launch a podcast until we launched a podcast. 100% uh, we are we are doing that. <laughs> yeah. But I was kind of thinking about how do we start these podcasts off and like, how do we make an impact? Um, and I was thinking about one thing that I did, my, I started doing in some of the darker times of my life was called happiness journaling. And every single day I would write down three things that really like excited me about the day or made me super happy. And mm-hmm. the beauty of doing this is that you actually start looking for the, the happy part of your day <laughs> so that you have something to write down. Uh, I think I shared the example with you that one time I wrote down that someone shared a Reese's cup with me and that was the happiest part of my day. You know what? Is- Reese's cups are great. So like understandable. Yeah, honestly, totally agree. No regrets. Glad that I wrote that down. Um, but I was thinking maybe we could share some of our happiest parts of the week. Yeah, I think that that's a great idea. Yeah. So I'll go first because I yeah. am right fired up about <laughs> what, what I got up to last week. Um, so if you're here in Ontario, we were in lockdown, winter lockdown, um, and March was kind of an early spring here. So it was really, honestly, we're all right fired up about it. Um, but yeah, so I was coming home from the gym. I, I've just gotten into spinning, like not a part of the Peloton cult. I think we're going to get some hate for me even saying that, but I just really started spinning at the gym, starting to love it. So I had a really great spin session there. And then I came outside, the, the sun was shining. It was super warm, super warm, being like eight degrees, <laughs> but like super warm in my head. Um, I had all the windows down. I was driving home from the gym. And what song comes on, Laura? What song? Love in this club, Usher. Oh my God, I can picture it. I, I am fully picturing exactly what this looks like. I am singing at the top of my lungs, just having the best time. Windows down, sunroof open. Don't even give a shit about the people that are driving beside me. I'm, I mean, like, obviously as a responsible driver, but like, you know, they're seeing me sing at the top of my lungs. Um, and those moments, honestly, I just appreciate them so much. Oh yeah, 100%. Like, I think... Honestly, eight degrees in March in Canada, like we are, we are flying high. Like we are feeling good. I've got the slides on. Yeah. Yeah. I've committed. They're never <laughs> coming up. They're basically glued to my feet until November. Yeah. 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 Honestly. Yeah. No, the, I, I think that that's a great, a great win of the week. Oh, for sure. And what about you? I have honestly really had a great time, like just with the sunshine when it was gray outside, it just like, it brings it inside. And I even have one of those like happiness lamp things that's supposed to like emulate the sunshine. And like my desk is literally right in front of a window. So if it's, if it's gray outside, like that's all I'm feeling. So when it was, when it was sunny and warm and nice, like I was just feeling great. And like my fireplace hasn't come on in a couple of days. So like, we're feeling good. And honestly, I'm back to the gym this week after having had my, um, membership on hold through basically the whole pandemic. Um, so I'm very excited about that. Yeah. I think overall, we're just happy that the sun is back, but Laura, what the heck are we going to talk about on why we don't cook on Fridays for episode number two? Honestly, I think we should talk about dating because 
who the heck can't relate to that? Um, Some people can't. And that's like those people honestly deserve a medal because like kudos to you. But. Yeah, for that, that is very true, actually. Um, but like I think I think about like my pre pandemic dating life versus like my current dating life. And like, what are we what are we thinking dating is going to look like post pandemic? Who knows? Yeah. And my favorite thing about dating in the, I was going to say panini, but I think we'll call it <laughs> pandemic at the beginning, but um, is like my family would always be like, Andrea, are you dating anyone? Are you seeing anyone? And I would just get like so tired of being like, no, no, I'm single, loving it. Happy as can be. Stop asking me. But my favorite thing is the transition between are you single to how are you dating in a panini? Oh yeah. Like how? Like I don't want to leave my house. Like <laughs> <laughs> like, are you doing FaceTime Zooms or Zoom calls with uh, perspectives or, uh, I don't know, gentleman callers? I don't know. Like maybe one or two, but you've done Zoom calls with people. Um... Is this news to me? <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. Like throughout, FaceTimes throughout or Zoom the calls? Because the 12, there's a difference between a FaceTime. No, FaceTime. Zoom feels so like I'm at the office because especially like I sit here literally in my office room and like my my work logo is behind me and I can just imagine like I think I would just like go into full business mode and like try and get those people to start a podcast so yeah we use this uh like program called fellow at work too and you have to put on in all of your agenda items before and like I could see myself sending out that zoom link and then also putting agenda items and like talking points and then asking hey, think about how that might revolutionize dating though now that I'm thinking about that because if you know going in that that person is planning on talking about something that just completely does not align like yeah. Just delete the link. Just delete the link and don't show up. Delete the link. Yeah. And maybe maybe you put in some of your talking points, like some of the, the questions that you have. Like, does that take the magic away from dating or is it like kind of like the speed dating of Zoom? Yeah. Honestly, is it really magic anymore? No. Like, yeah, at this point, like, are we going to hang out? Are we going to want to like cook and watch true crime documentaries together? If no, then like, let's move on here. Yeah. I mean, I think that's very specific to what you're looking for, but I think let's start before the pandemic, Laura. Let's, let's get into some of the dating stories that we have before the panini. And okay. I think from here on out, let's just call it the panini because I, I, I honestly love saying it. Well, yeah, I spend all my time, like the pandemic Lovato and stuff like that. Like the ones from TikTok, I can't, I can't handle them because Hashtag like, free I poot. think they're so funny. Hashtag free poot. Um, yeah, Laura, I think that you should share one of my favorite dating stories pre panini. Honestly, I think this one probably is like the culmination of like single lore. Um, to be honest, I'm not like I'm not really a huge like I haven't been in a lot of relationships. Like it's just kind of not really my vibe. I'm either like single or just like kind of live in my life. Um, but this is definitely like one of the ultimate stories that I have, I would say. Now, OK, sorry. Now that we're thinking about it, I'm like, is this even considered a date or a relationship? This is no, 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 no. This, this is, is a this vibe. Is, this is a vibe. This whole like pre pandemic dating is basically like hanging out, we'll say. To be fair, we were in university. We were in university. I wasn't really looking for a boyfriend at the time. Like I was just like, I'm just here to get my degree, have a good time. And we'll I don't go from even there. think being in a relationship ever crossed our mind no. at university. Like in hindsight, I don't think I ever was like, oh no, I'm not in a relationship. Like, oh my gosh, no. I guess maybe there was like one or two guys that I was like, I like saw for a little bit, but like it just wasn't, it wasn't what I was looking for at the time. But anyways, this, this story, um, I'll paint, I'll paint the scene. We are at a country bar. That I also used to work at. Yes. As so the- Andy was watching this whole thing go down sober, but this country bar had live music and the one, the one time I was, I was doing my thing on the dance floor. I was twirling around because I was just, I was just into the dance floor. I was a big dance floor person and I literally locked eyes with the singer on stage. Locked eyes from across the room. 
And like, I kind of was like, I don't know if I'm like, just kind of like feeling this or like what is going on. But I was like, I'm pretty sure that could I have just been the $2 like pretty- course could have been the $2 course. Do not ever say that I drink course ever again. <laughs> How dare you? Oh, sorry. It's definitely it like whiskey sours, vodka sour. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I, yeah, no, I was definitely like, I don't know if this is real or, or if I'm just kind of like making this up, but their set finishes and this man literally jumps off the stage and comes over to talk to me. And I was like, oh my God, this is real. This is actually happening. Okay. What do I do? And so like my friends kind of just like, like our roommates kind of just like backed up and they were like, what is happening? And I was like, what is happening? And he kind of was just like, Hey, I think you're cute. Blah, blah, blah. We kind of talked for a little bit. And then he was like, okay, I have to go back on stage now. But like, if you want to drink, just go say that I, as the singer said that you can add your drink to my, my like bar tab. Cause that's, they had a bar tab for the band. Yeah. That I and was so keeping I at the bar because I was working. <laughs> I did. Yeah. So you had definitely like watched this go down and be like, what just happened? And I'm like, I don't really know, but I'm just kind of going with it. Can you get me a drink on his tab? So then he did another set and he came off and I don't remember if that was the last set or what, but anyways, basically it was discussed that we would hang out afterwards. So he ended up um, coming back to our house and we hung out and the next day um, was still there and kind of throughout the day, I was like, okay, when is like, I'm feeling kind of hungover. Like I'm ready for this guy to leave. And he just wouldn't leave. Like he just stayed there. And I, I think throughout the day, like one of our other housemates came home and was like, whose cowboy boots are these at the front door? And I was like, yeah, no, that's, that's uh that's my friend. Um, fast forward to 9 PM. The man is still there. He's got another show. And I was like, okay, your friends need to come get you now because like, please go. Yeah. <laughs> so I would say that like that, that is like my ultimate, honestly, I think he texted me like a month later and was like, Hey, I'm like, I'm back playing another show. And I was just kind of like, sorry, I got a new phone. Like, who is this? <laughs> and that was, that was the end of that because I just, I couldn't. I'm shocked you even responded. Honestly, kudos to you for, for texting him back. I would never have. No, honestly, I'm not so much of a ghoster, but like sometimes I, sh- I, feel like it could be warranted but that if like I I genuinely think that that is just the ultimate single lore story um I think that's also the ultimate pulling a bird story as well sorry a bird (laughs) um story yeah yeah at the time was I like oh my gosh I really wish that this guy hadn't come here because he stayed for like a full 24 hours but he had to lore his next set wasn't until 9 p.m on Saturday like what else was the man gonna do his band was in St. Catharines I know did you guys go to the mall? I feel like I remember you guys going to the mall. He was like, let's go for a walk. And I was literally like, I have never been this hungover in my life. Like, I'm just trying to like lay on the couch and just kind of like have a day. I think I didn't have classes that day. So I was just like, I'm just here watching a movie. I think at one point I just was like, please just go find something to do because like, yeah. I just need to take a nap. So um, I think we can also sound so savage. Oh my God. Oh no, I was going to say, I think that this can be like a great learning opportunity for people to know when to leave. You know, yeah. you got to read the Please room. Don't over- read um, the room. Yes. And you put that guy on an air mattress next time because no one wants to stay on an air mattress two nights in a row. No one. <laughs> no, I think he asked me to go to the, the show the next day. And I was just like, honestly, like, I can't. I have a really early morning tomorrow, like Saturday it's, it's in, as a university <laughs> student. Like <laughs> who who has an early morning on a Sunday? But I, I think I was like, oh, my parents are coming tomorrow. So can't. Sorry. Have fun. Good luck. See you never kind of thing. But <laughs> yeah, man, Laura, that is a. Uh, that is a story. And honestly, one of my favorite stories of all time. Honestly, cheers and, to that, man, because like I, I'm very happy that I have that story to tell, if I'm being honest. Those stories, like obviously you're not going to tell your children. I mean, hopefully they don't listen to this podcast one day, but like 
it's just good to have, you know, it goes back to that whole, like, you know, one day you're going to wake up with six kids and wish that you could go to a Phil's Monday. And also I think we talked about Phil's a lot in the first episode. I don't know if we really gave a lot of context for people that have never been to Phil's. Yeah, no Phil's. Okay. Picture the grossest place you've ever entered, but and also picture like it in Disneyland. a basement. Drinks, two twenty-five. Everything doesn't matter what it is. Two twenty-five. We went as actual professionals, like very a very long time ago, like maybe two and a half years ago. We were like twenty-three. Okay, it was it was acceptable. Did I tell people on the dance floor that they should be networking with me? Um, I did. The girls that you were talking to, literally, I think they were like, "Who is this girl?" And I just laughed so hard because yeah. it felt very like, "Yeah, we're at Phil's, but we're using this as a network opportunity." We had another friend with us. And so there's three of us all together. And I went up to the bar and I was like, I'm going to get you guys like around. Like, it's on me. Don't worry. Like, I'm an intern. Like, I got this. <laughs> so the bartender. A paid intern. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, we're going to do three shots and three whatever. Lauren, her and her vodka sours, clearly. Um, and then he looks at me. Gin and tonic at Phil's. And then oh, I was like, God. Don't even <laughs> talk about that. Um, and then he looks at me. He's like, okay, that'll be $12. And I'm like living in Toronto where like, uh, honestly a one beer is, is like 12 I, I was gonna say like 16 but um so then I look at him like immediately without even basically taking a breath I was like all right let's do that again and again <laughs> like 24 dollars for all of that I was like keep it coming but that's some more context about fills because I feel like everyone has a fills it's just yeah. not always called the same and I I hope that not every single one has like an inch of water that you're walking <laughs> through at all times like like yeah. it's, it's not, it's not a nice place. Is it, is it one of the happiest places on earth? Yes, of course it is. For sure. A hundred percent. Um, yeah. So that's basically like single me, but why don't you tell me about your pre pandemic dating life? It's a little oh, bit different than mine. My pre panini. <laughs> I definitely have very similar stories to university as you do. Um, yeah. but just for my mom, I'm not going to share them. <laughs> um, I know I did. I did clear with my mom that like, there might be some episodes I say, don't listen to. <laughs> yeah. I think she'll still be proud of you. I think like that, that's a, that's a monumental moment to bring the lead singer of a band home. Um, yeah, but yeah, to be honest, I was in a bit of a relationship, (laughs) like just at the end of university until like, I don't know, 23 or so. So it's in like a mildly serious relationship, but I thought it'd be kind of funny to share the story of how we met, because I think a lot of people thought that we were joking when we shared, when I tell them how we met. Um, but there's a, an event here in Kitchener Waterloo called Oktoberfest, which is the bee's knees. Honestly, it's a great time. Beer is flowing. Costumes are on. You're having a good time. You're there also at like 6 PM so that you can get a table. So you're kind of already drunk before you arrive and then you just keep going. So I went with a couple of my friends and Lauren really offered just to DD that night, which, Oh, I didn't even talk about the fact that I got hit by a car that day. (laughs) (laughs) Remember? Okay, let's rewind. Rewind. Okay, so let's 6 p.m. We arrive at Oktoberfest, but we're going back. We're going back to like, I don't know, like 12, 12, 12 p.m. in the day. Yeah, like mid afternoon. Mid afternoon. Yeah. Okay, so I go to this little gym um, near my house and I had brought a bike up to our student home for and like just basically left it there for so long. And everyone's like, it you're not in the living room. <laughs> you're like, you're not biking. Like, why do we have to keep this bike in the living room? So then. <laughs> So then it's like a little bit of a nice day in October. I'm like, oh, I'm going to take the bike out. I'm going to take the bike out. And it was probably the first time that I ever biked in Waterloo. <laughs> and I go and like the, the good life is probably like a three minute bike ride. It gets so close. Anyways, I go have a great workout. I come home. I start biking home. 
And then like someone is doing a right turn. I'm crossing the street and she fully just takes it, takes me out. She takes my entire bike out. The bike goes under the wheel. Like I just like jump off the bike just in time before like anything serious happens. Um, but basically she's like, she's like so apologetic. And I was like, you know, it's fine. Like slow tear. I'm like, I really love this bike, but it's fine. Um, and so basically I walk the bike home. Like it's, Oh, I can paint a picture of you walking up the street because we were all like, why is Andy not riding this bike that she like had to take to the gym? And also like, just cause I had gone and biked the, all the roommates were out on the lawn being like, yeah, Andrea, like good for you for taking the bike. And I am like walking back, like literally like limping and the bike is not moving because the one wheel was so bent (laughs) and I'm crying. Like I'm, I'm not like, like hysterically crying, but I definitely was like, guys, I just got hit by a car. And then everyone's like, Oh my God, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, like I'm fine. But like, clearly my bike is not okay. Um, okay. But so basically that happens. And I tell my mom and like, she's like, Oh my God, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, like just like a little bit banged up. Like, but I'm totally just trying to get ready for Oktoberfest at this point. And then everyone's like, are you still going to go to Oktoberfest? And I'm like, of course I'm going to go to Oktoberfest. Why would I not go? (laughs) I paid $15 for the ticket. Like, obviously I'm going to go. Um, so then we go to Oktoberfest and, um, but then I kept telling people that I had like <laughs> survived such like a mass accident, like that I had, you know, been hit by a car that day. And, and when you tell someone that you've been hit by a car on your bike, like people were just buying these shots left and right, left <laughs> and right. Flash forward. I guess I had met my ex-boyfriend throughout the period between six and 9 PM. Cause I got cut. I got kicked out of Oktoberfest. Probably the only time I've actually been kicked out of a bar. Yeah. And I actually got kicked out for stealing someone's hat. Money <laughs> <laughs> on my head. Anyway, honestly, if you've been to Oktoberfest, you know how important those hats are though. Like, they are like with the feather. Yeah. Um, like I briefly kind of remember meeting my ex-boyfriend, but like also not at all. Sorry about that mom and dad, but <laughs> anyways, so then I get kicked out. Lauren comes to pick us up. We're on our way. You know, like I basically in bed by 10, like it's not bad. You know, it's not I feel like, like I that was, was pretty, pretty drunk, but, and it was but, pretty normal that you'd be in bed by like 11 anyway. So it was barely even cutting the night short. Exactly. So then the next morning, Lauren and I at our favorite place on our St. Jacob's uh, market on a Saturday eating pierogies, <laughs> I get this text message and it's like, Hey, it was really great to meet you last night. Like we should go out. I was like, Lauren, like, did you see the guy that I met? Because I don't remember <laughs> meeting this guy. And like, to be honest with you, like, I, not that I would get these messages often, but I, I was out and about probably tossing on my number too frequently at that time in my life. So I, I usually wouldn't respond. Um, so then I ended up responding and, I, and then I was like, oh yeah, like, haha, literally. No, no, I had to talk you into responding. Oh. Let's, let's, let's point that out. You, I was, you were like, I'm probably not going to respond. And I was like, no, you should like, like, let's just see. Let's see who he is. Yeah. Like I had no recollection. Like I could not have told you anything about this man. And so I'm texting him and then we like set up a date or whatever, our first date. And he arrives at the door and I'm like, I still do not remember me. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, and like all the roommates were hyped up. I'm like, this is basically a blind date because like, I don't remember meeting him. Um, anyways, you know, flash forward, spending three years with him. We're here now, but it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. yeah anyways that's how we met at Oktoberfest we like we met at Oktoberfest but I didn't necessarily even remember it um but yeah and now yeah. I'm here honestly it was a great relationship learned a ton but uh, that's how we met and I honestly think that's just the funniest story yeah 100 <laughs> percent. I think yeah. that's a great story pre-pandemic dating great time some not so great times yeah. But. And sometimes it's a good call out just to respond to those messages. You never know yeah. where they're going to go. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I feel like we can't really talk about dating 
even pre-pandemic, but like just kind of dating in general without really touching on online dating. Because like for me, I've been I've been on all of them. I've been on Tinder. I've been on Bumble. Dabbled in Hinge, but I feel like Hinge is just like you either have to be in like a big city or like somewhere in the mm-hmm. States because like otherwise you're just kind of not really finding anyone. Yeah. And being single in a panini, like online dating is basically all you have. You yeah. know, you're not meeting someone at the grocery store. I used to think if I went grocery shopping at like two on Tuesdays at like 7 p.m. That's when oh, my, I aim for like a Sunday, a Sunday at like one. You're like, oh, maybe maybe you'll catch someone coming home from the gym. No, my theory is like on the weekends, like people and couples go grocery shopping. But on Tuesday at seven, like I just always thought like that's when single people go shopping. Well, um, clearly neither one of us knows the realized- right time. I also don't think that I've ever talked to someone in public. Like I've never just approached <laughs> someone. So like, like I would, would have just had to be standing in the bananas for like a long period of time before someone was Both. like, ma'am, are you okay? <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, I think that was like my only real dating strategy in terms of meeting people. Like also you're not going to large events where everyone's wearing lederhosen. So yeah. Unfortunately yeah. for us. I know. And so online really. dating is really all we have now. Yeah. And then you like you realize because honestly, I will say I've been actively not dating since December now, I guess, which has been great. My friend has been calling it a boycott, which I really think we should just try and trademark and go from there. Um, uh, But actively not dating has been has been fun because you kind of you're on Bumble and you're swiping for like hours and then you realize that you're seeing the same 15 people over and over again. Like you delete the app, you get it back. You're like, I'm going to try it again. This might be the time. And then you think about it and you're like excited about it too. You're like, oh, I'm getting back on Bumble. Oh yeah. You're like, definitely, definitely. It's going to be different this time. No. And then you realize that you are one of those 15 people for someone else. Like you've been on Bumble long enough that like definitely the same people have seen you too. And you're like, ah, shit. (laughs) So hence my online dating cleanse. That dog is still cute. And I'm that glad dog is still cute. And I, I probably will still open with, hey, cute dog. Um, because am I creative? No. no, but yeah. like, honestly, I got to give guys credit on like Tinder and stuff like that when they're the ones that like, I mean, you can as a girl send the first message and like confidence to do that. But like I, that was not my style. I kind of just matched and was like, if you message me, great. If not, then it is what it is. It is what it is. Not meant um, to be. Yeah. Yeah. But that yeah. opening line is hard. There's a lot of pressure behind that. Oh, my God. And it's like you have to be flirty. You have to be funny. You have to be cute. You have to be so many things. And then just like. Maybe I'm not any of those things, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'm just an awkward human. Maybe I'm just looking for someone to be a crime junkie with me. I don't know. And if you're not okay. down, then tell me now. I actually am not that into crime um, junkiness, but yeah, I don't even why. know. What do you call yourselves? Like crime junkies? Well, as a listener of my favorite murder as well, um, we are called you. murderinos. so maybe you open with that like do you listen to my favorite murder and if you don't honestly I did have a prompt on my profile of like just looking for someone to watch true crime docs with me and like also you know what my bio was for a while um looking for an intramural badminton partner that actually generated quite a bit of buzz (laughs) um I actually had to just go with one of my friends my existing friends to become my intramural badminton partner and then I thought maybe I'd meet someone at badminton uh, no, nope. Everyone's like very serious about badminton. I also wanted to say, you know, my favorite thing about Bumble is like, you know, those people that have like been in a relationship for so long, you know, like yes. so long that they, they don't even know what online dating is. And they're like, oh, I would just love to play around with your app. And you're like, 
like, this is on. this is what I have to do. Like, this like, is not a like, game. This is not fun for me. Okay, this is like something that I have to do to survive. Okay, <laughs> yeah. And it's like, like you know, you're so lucky that you don't know what the interface of Bumble looks like. Okay, you're yeah. so lucky. We mm-hmm. know. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, honestly. But I think we should share some of our favorite Bumble date stories. Okay. <laughs> and I feel like I can't not talk about Sparkle Tangerine. Honestly, I don't think like I think both of us would be disappointed if you didn't talk about Sparkle Tangerine. My fear is that like Sparkle Tangerine's dad will listen to this. But uh, you honestly, t- shout you out gotta- to him if he does, because he's caused a lot of great stories for us. I mean, he's such a great guy. You know, I hope that Sparkle Tangerine's dad finds someone. Um but okay. So to be fair, obviously I said I was in a relationship for quite some time. And then I just took a little bit of like a hiatus off of dating, like probably, I don't know, like a year and a half, two years. Mm -hmm. And then COVID hit. And then I was like, it's drafting season, baby. Like we got to get going. Like I got excited about dating again. So I started Bumble. I started going for it. I was like, this is time. Like I need to get out there just for some context as well. Like at this time of my life, I was just going to like job interviews just to like go to job interviews, like to brush up on my skills. And that's how I saw Bumble dating is like how I could brush up on my skills for dating. Never in my life did I think, well, what if I meet someone here? No, like it was, it was strictly business. I was learning how to be a conversationalist um, most of the time. Yes. And also like for some context as well, I would always try to kill two birds with one stone. So we would always meet up and go for a walk with my dog. So I go for a, the first walk with my dog at this park and he meets me and he, he come he arrives to my bike. And I was like, you know Which what? Is, I like biking. Yeah. At the time, I feel like you were like, yo, this is kind of cool. This guy, this guy showed up on his bike and like, yeah. that's his mode of transportation. Yeah. And like, I think I texted Laura. I was like, it was so dope that he arrived by his bike. And like, I thought it was so sweet. And he like, seemed like he was into tennis. And I was like, oh, like I could be into tennis. Um, and so we go for a walk around the park and it's not bad. Like, it's not awful. The bumble date. It's a bumble date. And yeah. I'm like, and this is a time in my life. Again, I'm trying to think about draft and season. So I'm like, I got to give this guy another shot. You know, he seems like he's kind of nice. Seems like he was kind of into it. He seemed very nervous. Um, to be honest, we went for gelato Aww. and like, he seemed very, very nervous. So anyways, the first date was like, okay, was it great? No, but he was very easy to talk to. And he was very like peppy. And I really liked his like peppiness <laughs> and his zest for life. Yeah. Um, and then, so then he asked me on a second date. Hold on. Okay. Were you, were you made aware of sparkle tangerine on date one? No, this okay. is date two. Okay. I would probably have never gone on a second date if I That's had known about Sparkle Tangerine. Did I know that he was a cat person going in? Yes, because he did identify it on his profile. And did I say I can overlook it? I did at the time. I did. Um, okay, so the second date, he we're like, okay, let's go for coffee. You know, it's fun. It's, it's casual. It is what it is. And there's um, a cute coffee shop by your house. There's such a cute coffee shop. It's like my favorite coffee shop. Yeah. So. I actually texted my address and I'm like, Hey, you can meet here. And then we can go to the coffee spot together thinking like, he'd probably just drive here. I don't know. Um, and so he, he comes to my house and he texts me. He's like, I'm here. I'm just looking for a place to park my bike. (laughs) And there's like no bike parking in my condo. And he, yeah. And so I go outside and like, he has arrived in a full cycling suit, like a full, full frontal zip cycling suit. (laughs) And like, he had like shorts on luckily. Cause like, that's a lot for your second date. Yeah. Um, 
So then he comes into my house and he has to change into a cycling suit because he had just gone on a two hour bike ride before our date. That is a bold move. And like, honestly, you got to give the guy credit because he was like, I am I am going again to kill two birds with one stone. I'm going to get my exercise for the day in. And I'm also going to take this girl on a date. I also questioned if he had a car, though. I did, Um, which is fine if you don't, which is fine. But anyways, so then he arrives in my house. He goes... I know you just moved into your place. So I actually bought you a house plant, but it fell off on during my bike ride. <laughs> like you didn't have to do that, but thanks, man. That's super sweet. So then he, I also love that he didn't just like go back for it. He was no. like, no, no, like I, I was like, I have a, to leave it. Bring me a soil sample. So I know it's real, you know? Um, <laughs> but anyways, he changes in my bathroom and then I'm like, okay, let's go uh, to the coffee shop. And so we walk over to the coffee shop uh, and we arrive and he realizes that he had left his wallet in his cycling suit. <laughs> Oh God. Did he really, or was it just a ploy? Exactly. And like, I mean, like I am, I am 100% all for like split, the, like first dates. Maybe I like it when a, mm-hmm. a boy pays, but like, I, I'm all for like trading off turns. Yeah. Like, and honestly, I was planning on paying anyways. He got the gelato. So I got the coffee, but it's a little bit bold to not bring your wallet at all. Yeah. <laughs> in my opinion. So then he's like, Oh no, my wallet's in my cycling suit. And I'm like, no worries. Like I got this. Um, so the coffee's come out, we're sitting at this little barista table and I, he, I realized that he doesn't have a job and he also has no intention of getting a job. I'm like, Oh, so you're going to like, you know, work on getting a job this week. And he's like, Oh no, like I've got the cat. And I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Like I was like, and then I was like, I had the inkling to be like, what's the cat's name? And he was like, Oh, sparkle tangerine. He's like, it's after my favorite show. George shrinks. And this guy is 30 and the cat is 15. So he named the cat when he was 15, you know? Like well, and also didn't he phrase it as like, oh yeah, like I just I just rescued this cat. Oh yeah, yeah. On our first date, he had been like, Oh, well, she's a rescue. And I like, oh, that's so sweet. But like, no, I realized Sparkle Tangerine is 15. Um, anyways, needless to say, we walked home and there wasn't a third date. Did he text me for a third date? shockingly yes so that makes me feel like he thought that date went well um (laughs) and in my head it did not so that is like one of my bumble dating stories that uh I'll take with me to the grave some people are like yeah it's kind of like a red flag when like he doesn't show up on time I'm like it's a red flag when he arrives by a bike in a cycling suit okay on day two (laughs) I was like I would love that like if he doesn't show up on time you know yeah that's nothing I can handle that I can't handle someone saying I got you a house plant, but it fell off on my two hour cycling before I arrived. Actually, the only reason he texted me back after he left was like, hey, do you remember what time I left your house? Because I've been biking ever since. (laughs) He was just dedicated. Like, you got to give the man some credit, honestly. Yeah. And I love biking, too. Don't get me wrong. Like, that was such a turn on. Originally, I was like, yeah, let's go for it. And then, you know, I just couldn't I couldn't do it. But best of luck to him, honestly. Yeah. I'd also like to just quickly highlight the other Bumble date that I went on. And I was like, yeah, I really like cute uh, coffee shops. Like I love checking out cute coffee shops in Kitchener Waterloo. And he was like, yeah, there's a really nice Tim Hortons near my house. (laughs) And I was just like, no, no. Like, honestly, (laughs) I I cannot. Are there some great things at Tim Hortons? Yes. It's, it's not probably what I would choose as my ideal first date um, location though. No, no. But Laura, tell me about your Bumble date stories. Honestly, this was like a real learning opportunity for me. There was one guy that I went on a couple dates with. He was so nice. And like, we did have great banter, but I will say like, I just like didn't feel a huge spark. And so like Mm -hmm. realizing, realizing that I didn't feel a huge spark and like just being okay with that, because like, honestly, I sometimes get ahead of myself and I'm like, oh yeah, like went on this one date with this guy and I'm like, okay, I'm so into it. Like he's going to be my boyfriend at some point. 
Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> but I feel like every time you went on a date with this guy, you'd be like, yeah, he's really nice. And I'd be like, Laura, are you into it? And she's like, yeah, like maybe <laughs> like, so I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So then it was kind of like every date I would be like, okay, like let's feel it out. And like, it would still be good conversation. Things would flow really well. Like we had fun, but then I was also like, do I want to jump his bones? Not so much. You have to want to jump their bones. It's got to be like, mm. honestly, I am fully like, I don't need someone to be like the hottest man in the world. But honestly, if like, there has to be at least some, some sort of damn, I want that. So yeah. <laughs> trust your gut. Because like, I think I probably knew that I wasn't feeling a huge spark from the beginning, but I was like, well, there's nothing really like wrong. So I don't really see why I wouldn't go out with him again. And like, obviously conversation was good. And we also went mini putt, like mini putt golf. And that was also great. Like it was like, they were, they were fun dates, but yeah, like sometimes you just have to like realize that like you got to feel the spark too. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. You do. Yeah. Um, Cause I feel like I've been on online dates that have like, like, I think I've met two ex-boyfriends online. Um, So obviously like, Obviously, I found some value in it. Not long term, but that's fine. Um, (laughs) But like, I feel like in those moments I knew I was like, oh, I really like this guy kind of from the beginning. And like also probably something we should discuss is like I tend to like talk to people for a long time before I actually meet them. Oh, my God. (laughs) Decades sometimes. I'm like, you need to just book the date. We need to book the date and get the agenda items in the Zoom link immediately. Honestly, Um, which like probably when I start actively dating again, I probably will, will aim to do that. But like, I think I, I tend to date people long distance because it feels safer to me because it means that like, I still get my independence because like, that is just something that is terrifying to me is losing that. Um, and like, I know that the right person is just like, you're not going to lose that, but like it, it, I just, I don't know if it's your, in, like, I think I talked to my therapist in, about it. Your independence is super important to you, but also just like being straight chilling on a Sunday is also <laughs> very important to you. And like, yes. you don't want someone to F with that. No, no, that no. is true. So it's like, yes, your independence, but it's also like your time alone. Yes. I honestly, the independence is huge, but I would say it's probably my alone time that I value the most of anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I know you super well or something. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I think like those are kind of two polar opposites. To be fair, Sparkle Day and Doreen's dad like aggressively texted me for a third date um, and I ghosted him. And then I, after that, I realized like I cannot be going on online dates until I can maturely not ghost people. Um, but I think like what you had in your experience is like, like just like sometimes it just doesn't work. And it can be like two adults just being like, hey, the spark's not there, but you're a really yeah. great person and I wish you all the best. Yes. Top tips for online dating. Oh. Get your notebooks out write these. Well, we'll put them in the show notes. Um, cause this will be good for SEO. Uh, one ask if they have a cat and specifically ask what the cat's name is. Honestly, number one. That, yeah. Great. Number one. one rule always. Yeah. Uh, number two, share your location with friends. This is one that Andy and I have been doing. Honestly, we've done this outside of, to be honest, well. I didn't know that I was sharing my location with Lauren. <laughs> I think probably you started sharing it when you went on an online date and it just stuck. Yeah. But like, make sure your friends know where you are or like make sure you like plan out a code word that if something is really going horribly wrong, you can pull the whole cliche like I'm having an emergency. My friend needs me and I have to go. I would also ask them what their ideal first date is. Like, I don't think that we're looking for the moon and the stars on a Bumble date, but maybe it's like going for coffee versus like, you know, coming over and uh, watching Netflix with me because like even if that's the case and like that's the actual first date that you go on, if they can't put an effort over a text, like a romantic text idea, which like I 
I don't know, like a nice coffee I would be down for. Um, that's again, killing two birds with one stone. Cause I was going to go for coffee anyways. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would just ask them what their details around that are. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. I hate a dinner first date because then you're trapped there for an entire meal if you hate them. Oh. Um, so like my ideal first date is definitely like a drink or a coffee or something like that. It just, uh, yeah, I just can't even think about dinner. Mine's dates. a like, dog walk. Me out so much. Always a dog walk. <laughs> Um, I would also say always meet in public. Have I, have I not done that for a first time? Yes. Did my mom call me on that first date to make sure that, um, my now ex-boyfriend hadn't murdered me? Yes. And so what a, what a good mom. Yeah. Great mom. But also for the sake of like your future relationship and also to not like get murdered, meet in public. Yeah. This is like such a call out to Lauren, like, so like, like CC, like not BC, like we're CC and Lauren. Um, like this is directly to me. Like, yeah, this is, I'm, I'm the, the, yeah. Meet them sooner rather than later. Do not text them for weeks at a time. Then you're just going to have so much hype and so much expectations around this person. Like, I don't really care if it's a zoom where you feel more comfortable or like a FaceTime or a phone call, but like, make sure that you're calling or chatting with them before um, or like sooner though, rather than later. Like, so you're not having like this month long relationship, Lauren, cough, cough, Lauren, before you <laughs> actually meet them in person. Cause like, that's a lot of like time and energy to be putting into someone that you like, don't even know in person. Yeah. Honestly, I will say like, probably there's definitely people that I've talked to from online that like, I still haven't met. And like, those are mostly just like, kind of, they're like kind of the roster fillers. Um, draft and season, baby. That's like draft my favorite season. thing to say. I never even built the roster, but like, I love that. <laughs> Um, but I think the longest that I ever went before meeting someone and like talking to them consistently every single day, like almost all day was like two and a half, three months. And what? like, my, what did oh, you it was, talk about? Like, I can't even respond to like a, Hey, what's up? I can't, oh, we would like talk on the phone every day. So okay. like it kind of, I think for me, because I'm a phone person, like it doesn't feel that weird, but like, it definitely is weird when I think about it. Like we talked for like three months almost before we met. Like, I'm okay. If you call or FaceTime or zoom or whatever you feel comfortable, but just like, make sure that you're having that like face-to-face, like actual interaction. Um, yeah. I feel like, I feel like find the balance of like making sure that that it's going to be, it's going to be like at least somewhat entertaining and you're not going to get there. And they're going to talk about like some thing that you're just like, okay, like GameStop or something. Yeah. But I think that those are probably like our top tips for like online dating. Um, are we the experts? Absolutely not. Oh no. Like do not put that pin on me. Like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, no. Like, have I been doing it for years? Yeah. Would I say I'm good at it? No, no. I would say like have the rule of thumb of like, if you don't feel like you're a responsible adult enough to not go someone don't do it, but you can meet really fun people there. We haven't necessarily like we have met some some decent people. I I have to give some people some credit. I I have met some decent people that like they are still in my life. But I also think Bumble is such a great opportunity to kind of like talk to multiple people at the same time. Lauren Mm -hmm. and I's favorite book, not favorite book. One of our like top tip books would be like why men love bitches. Um, and if you haven't read that book, it's actually like a great book. We can talk about becoming a dead moose and not becoming a dead moose all day long. But <laughs> I think she talks a lot about like, you know, talking to multiple people at once to not have to just like select the one, you know, like, yeah, it, you know, not feeling like that person chose you. So you need to choose them. Like maybe you can talk, chat with multiple people to see if they like are the right fit for you. 100%. Honestly, one of the best things, and it sounds so stupid that my therapist had to tell me this, but one of the best things that she said to me was like, Lauren, you know that you have a choice in dating too, right? Mm-hmm. And it fully just felt like this like epiphany that I was like, oh. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, this I is actually also, also like, I'm the this other is half. supposed to be fun. 
And like, yeah, I, I am supposed to be able to have a say here. So like, maybe let's focus on that. Yeah. And I think also like, you know, dating multiple people, not dating multiple people at once, but maybe like talking to people, multiple yeah. people that honestly, one, that's a lot of work. It is a lot of work and you need <laughs> to be dedicated. I have a hard time responding to one person personally, but I also think like it kind of shows like you can kind of pick people that are like, the right fit for you versus like falling into a relationship because it's like the natural time and they seem to be interested in you. Yeah. And you just kind of like end up in a relationship and you're like, how did I get here? (laughs) Yeah, I totally agree. And I think there's also like something to be said about like, (laughs) it sounds so cheesy, but I think when you get to this state where you like genuinely love yourself and like love the life that you built for yourself, you love the people around you, they lift you up, they enlighten you. Um, like having that mindset while like searching for love versus like searching for love to build you happiness is such a different thing. Oh yeah. Because you're going to find people that are actually adding value to your life. And they're not just like kind of there by default. Like you're kind of like, you're actively choosing someone that you're like, I see you as a partner and I see you as someone who is like adding something to my life and, and like, we're going to lift each other up and it's going to be great. I totally agree. And then I also think like loving yourself comes with investing in yourself. And I always think like kind of joke about like how investing in yourself is like the ultimate compound interest because it's just like you attract like a different vibe of people. Exactly. I don't know. I just genuinely feel so much better, like having put in the work for myself. And like, I don't think that like, I'm okay. Andrea's done, you know, working on herself. I think it's a lifelong journey, but I also know that like, it's really changed my perspective of dating even today. Oh yeah. And I think like becoming more confident in like, I know for me becoming more confident in myself and who I am and knowing exactly who I am and what I'm looking for and the kind of people that like, I I want to see myself with in the future. Like, I think you're going to start attracting those people because, because like you're giving off that confidence and you're, you're actually like, you know what you're looking for and you are, are looking for that versus just kind of like, okay, this is someone that's showing me attention. And like, am I going to show them attention back? hundred percent. And I think it's not even like who I see myself with. It's like, how that person makes me feel. Yeah. And like when you know what it feels like to be so happy listening to Usher in your car, like those are the moments that you want your partner to like feed into. And like that's, you know, it's not gonna be roses and butterflies all the time, but it's like, you know, those are the moments that you should be looking for. And like when you have those and you have those moments in your day by yourself, it's just so much easier for someone to come in and like add value to your life versus like asking that person to to develop your happiness for you. Yeah, exactly. And I I also- that really was. And I also love that you said partnership. Like, I feel like we've kind of actively been using the word partner instead of like boyfriend, just because like looking for a partner is different than just kind of like looking for that relationship. Yeah. I always say partner. I try to at least. Um, yeah, yeah. But that's a, that's a great point. And I think like, if I'm going to be dedicating so much time to you, like I don't necessarily care if I have a boyfriend or not. I think I want like a life partner, someone that like wants to do things with me um, and do adventures and fun things like that. Uh, But yeah, I I think honestly that is really deep, but I genuinely believe like if you are comfortable with yourself and like truly love yourself, it's a totally different ball game when you're dating. And it also is not as devastating when it doesn't work out. Yes. And I also think like your first heartbreak is always going to be like the, it's going to feel like the end of the world and like, you're never going to find someone and and whatever. And each one gets easier and easier, but yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. I was going to say also, uh, this might be a good time for me to share like my number one breakup tip if you're ever in the business of breaking up, but it's, (laughs) it's one, I think doing clean chops is key. Lauren disagrees (laughs) with this, but I think like 
I don't need to see what you're up to and you don't need to see what I'm up to. Like, I think keep it clean. Um, and then also my number one rule is like, if you ever think about texting that person, um, give yourself 72 hours. So like, if you say like, Hey, I found those pairs of jeans that you were looking for. Like, honestly, that's not going to make or break that person. Like if it's life and death, like definitely send the message, but like maybe think 72 hours. Like, what are you thinking about getting out of that message? Like, are you going to be okay with the response that they give you? Like, just make sure that that person can't ruin your day either before you send that message. And I think that has stopped me from like reaching out multiple times being like, okay, give yourself some time to think of this is actually the right move. And will this be beneficial to you? And will this be beneficial to the other person? I know when you were going through your, your breakup, that was something that you were like, that's what I'm going to live by. And if like, if I'm feeling like I still want to send him a message and like ask him to go for coffee, I'm going to like in three days, then I think that that's something that I've actually given myself time to think about like what I'm going to get out of that Mm -hmm. and not just kind of like, oh, I really want to see him. I'm going to go ask him to go for coffee. And I think it just helps you to do it clearly and not do things out of emotion. Yeah. And also just like, think about if it's going to benefit you, like, is it going to like help your progress if you message him? And I also think the 72 hours, because like, obviously chopping is my name of the game. Like I like to delete them on Instagram, Facebook, whatever. Like they genuinely like, I just don't, don't really want to see what they're up to. Like I, I wish them all the best, but it's just not really my prerogative to like stalk them. And I know that I would, if I could. Um, so I just feel like the 72 hour rule also gave me like, you know, I'm never not, not, I'm not going to not talk to this person for the rest of my life, but like, if the message still seems relevant in 72 hours, I'll send it. But like, it never did. I'd either like talk to someone and be like, I'm thinking about doing this. And my friends would be like, does that really make sense? Like I never sent it, you know, it never really made sense. Yeah. I will say I'm not, I'm not a clean chopper of like, okay, I'm going to get this person out of my life and never talk to them again. I will say I've done, I've done like short-term chops. So like, I think short-term chops are also like, if that works for you, that works for you. Yeah. Like I definitely have like one of my ex-boyfriends, like we went probably like six or seven months after our breakup without talking. And I think, I think I muted him on Instagram. Like I still followed, which probably I should have just unfollowed, but whatever. Um, But we like went that long without talking. And then after that, we've kind of like developed a friendship or we're at least like friendly with each other. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think like, does it, does it work for everyone? No, my friends with all of my exes, absolutely not. But um, have I tried? Yes. Has it not worked out? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes you just gotta, you have to know when to trust your gut. And when it's like, when it's like, I actually just need to get this person on my life or like, I I have a situation where like I had been on and off with someone for like almost a year or actually more than a year. And like, yeah, it was, it was like, everyone knew that it was just not good. And it was kind of like at the point where I wasn't even really telling people when we were like together or not, because it was just like, well, we're going to be off again in four days. So then I realized like, I don't want to be doing this anymore. And like, I had this image in my head and it sounds so wild, but I was like, I'm either going to cut this off this moment, like at this exact time, or I'm going to keep doing this until I'm 40. And Mm -hmm. that idea of doing that was just terrifying to me. So like that was like, that was marrying someone and having kids with someone. Like, it's just like at 25, you know, the risks are relatively low. Like we have our careers and we have our apartments, but like we don't have kids or anything like that. Like that would make it more complicated. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So honestly, it's learning to trust your gut. Like literally dating is just trusting your gut. <laughs> it is hundred percent. And I think you even really showed that with the Bumble date, just like saying, Hey, something's not right here. Don't want to jump his bones. And that's me trusting my gut. And I think the more and more you trust your gut, the easier it becomes. Yeah. Cause honestly. you actually are like, I am making the right decisions for me. And like, you have to literally like, th- sometimes you have to like write it down and be like, 
these are the last like 12 decisions that I've made. And like, none of them have led me in like the negative direction. Like you have your best interest at heart. And like, mm-hmm. truthfully, you just have to believe that. Wow. Laura, yeah. this is deep as like, <laughs> we went from talking about sparkle tangerine to like loving yourself and like, yeah. Wow. I, well, love I think it. it's honestly because we've both made the choice to like be single by choice and not by default. And like, we are actively just like doing that and living the lives that like we want to be living. Mm-hmm. And like, if a partner comes in at some point, that's great. And like, that will be, that will be awesome. And and hopefully therapy has led me to a place where like, I can just embrace that and be good with it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, I think the fact that like, we've made that decision is, is big. Yeah. And I think it's like, I think we need to say it again because I think so many people think like, oh, you're single, like poor you, poor you. And like, truthfully, I don't feel that way. Like definitely there's times where it's lonely and sometimes it's really hard to be super positive and single and be like, Mm -hmm. yeah, like it's all good. Because I find sometimes as a female, like if you say that you're looking for a partner, people like think that you're desperate. And like, I'm definitely not desperate. Like I'm happy by myself or with a partner. Um, but I think it's like, like we literally need to copyright this in bold. It's like single by choice versus by default. Like just because I'm not in a relationship doesn't mean that like I haven't found someone or like I, yeah. I'm like sad or lonely. It means like I'm choosing to focus on myself right now. And I, I mm-hmm. genuinely don't think focusing on yourself or like actually learning to love yourself will ever be a negative in your life. Oh my gosh. No, I think, I think the more work that you do on yourself and like, this is not me saying like, if you're not in love with yourself, then you can't be happy in a relationship. But I think the more work that you do on yourself, the, the more you're going to understand kind of what it is that you want from someone and what mm-hmm. you can bring to that as well, because it's like, it's a partnership and it's 50, 50 and, and you yeah. should, you should like take that time to be alone and kind of understand what you, what mm-hmm. you want and what you bring to it. And then, exactly. um, yeah. Yeah. And I also sometimes hate when people are like, you know, just focus on you and like that person will come into your life. Like, what makes you so special that like you have a partner in your life? Like, honestly, that, that, that sort of drives me insane. Um, so it's literally just about like single by choice. Like I don't need your advice. Like, I love that. Like, you know, you're helping me out and you want to set me up with your friend, but like, I'm probably not going to vibe with them. (laughs) I'm sorry, but like, I don't know. It's just like not by a default. And like, also, I think it's really great to call out sometimes the grass isn't always greener on the other side. Like I've talked about being in a relationship before and like, when I think back to how I feel now and I'm surrounded by love and I'm surrounded by friends and I have such great relationships with my family, I think back to how lonely I was then. Yeah. Yeah. And like, truthfully, like just because it like looks aesthetically pleasing and like you have someone beside you, like definitely, like, I think there's value in having a partner and having those tough conversations and like having that person there for you, like loving you unconditionally, but also the grass isn't always greener. Yeah. 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 I think that that's, I honestly think that that's a, a great place to leave this conversation because I feel like, We're that's leaving kind of like it. I could feel like we could go on for days. <laughs> well, this is, this is podcast two. I think, I think we'll definitely touch yeah. on that, touch on this stuff over and over again, but yeah, um, I totally agree. What's our top tips? Like what's our top three takeaways? This is me being the business lady that I am. <laughs> I was going to say, love yourself and love yourself first. I, and you don't have to focus on yourself to like, see if someone's going to come into your life, but like truly like look into yourself and find the things that you love about yourself. Maybe that's even like through happiness journaling yeah. every single day and like choosing the happier side of life. Um, sometimes it's definitely not an easier way to go, but I, I genuinely feel so much better entering a relationship now than I ever yeah. have before because I love the life that I've built. Yeah. I would also say like, if you feel like you're in limbo in a relationship or, or whatever, I guess, whatever situation you're in, like that is never worth Mm -hmm. it to me. If you don't know exactly how that person's feeling and like, 
you're not really in a place where you're like, well, I'm just going to ask because I think I think if you have to ask and like what's going to happen is going to totally depend on what that person says. And like, you're not going to be happy with the answer. But if like, definitely yeah. I've been in situations where I'm like, well, this other person is totally in control and I feel so out of control and just like what that does to me, like that is exactly. never worth it. And I think like, that's definitely something that I'm going to, I'm going to watch for moving forward for sure. Yeah. My uh, friend actually just asked me, she's been seeing this guy off Bumble for a little bit. And she was like, I feel like I'm going to ask him like what we are. And I was like, no, yeah. you're going to challenge Tell him what, what you are. are looking for from <laughs> this. Like, and like, if, if where like, he's at doesn't align, then that sucks. But like, if you're going to not be happy, then it's not. worth it. Yeah. And like, when you ask someone what you are, you're giving up yes. all the power and that's not like a power dynamic, but at the time, like if they say that they're not really interested in that particular thing, like you have to pretend like that's not what you're really interested in. Like you can say like, Hey, I'm working towards a relationship. Are we going that direction? Like versus being like, what are we Yeah. Doing like, here? I really you know? like you. This is kind of what I'm hoping is going to, is going to happen. And if it, if it doesn't, then that sucks, but I'll be okay. Um, yeah. And like, if it's not today, I just want to know that we're yeah, heading in that direction exactly. because I don't want to put my heart into something that's not going to last or like put time and energy. And I genuinely think it's like the energy yeah. thing. It's like, you only have so much energy in the day. If I want to dedicate it to sparkle tangerines dad like it's got to be yeah, worth it to me exactly it's like it's okay to leave a perfect relationship it's okay if your parents are love that person or your friends love that person and they're going to question why you did it it's okay that it's not enough and like it's okay that you think it's not enough you don't have to justify it to every single person or tell anyone if, if you believe that it's not the right relationship that is enough to leave yeah because i think like if we're not looking for that like great love like, don't, don't just settle for like a, oh, this is, it's a good enough relationship. Like you should be looking for great. You should be looking for amazing because like, why wouldn't that happen for you? Yeah, uh, totally. And like, believe in the fairy tale as cheesy as it is, but like, you know, you want those butterflies every time you see that person. And like, this is a person that you're going to be spending a lot of time with. And like, you're, you know, you want to make sure that it's the right fit for you. Sometimes it's not really shown that like being single can be super positive and that you don't necessarily need a partner to feel like you're growing. Um, and I, I'm really excited about this. And I hope that this this helps someone um, that maybe feels like they're in a state of limbo or they're not really sure where to go. And maybe also just people that are curious about like what it's like to date in a panini. I think also like if you're listening to this, we hope that you're enjoying it over takeout. Or if you aren't, we hope that you are going to get takeout because you deserve it. Yeah. It's been a long week. Go order some takeout because it's been a long week. It has been a long <laughs> week. Yeah. But we really appreciate all the support that we've received for We Don't Cook on Fridays thus far. Um, I think Lauren and I were both astounded yeah. on launch day. Oh, yeah. Like, I think when we checked and there was like, a certain, like I, I don't even know like when we when we opened up the app for the first time we were like oh my god people have actually listened to it like it's not it's not just you and me I know I know we're we're really excited about it and we hope that this you know shed some light on some of the things about being in your mid-20s but also helps people along the way yeah 100 yeah well this was great Laura it was great chatting with you today <laughs> I gotta go all right give me some nux give me some virtual nux <laughs> okay bye bye